This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You're listening to the Church Boys Freefall Q&A. It's Billy Hollowell here with the Church Boys. I've got Chris Field on the line, and we also have David Delayden on the line. He is with the Center for Medical Progress. How you doing today, David? Hey, guys. I'm doing pretty well. How about yourselves? We're doing well. We're doing well. I know you've had a crazy, crazy um, couple of weeks and um, actually a crazy couple of months. As, a couple of months, yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, as your organization... What you guys started putting out the undercover Planned Parenthood videos and investigative videos back in was it July? In July, mid July, yeah, July fourteenth was the date of the first video being released. Now we've covered. I mean, we've covered on on this show quite a bit, and on the Blaze, we've covered the videos, and I think everybody in the country has heard of the videos, whether or not they've actually um, watched them. There have been a lot of things that have happened in the last couple of weeks involving the National Abortion Federation, and then we'll we'll talk after about what happened in Colorado. Um, but let's just start with the National Abortion Federation. They're, they're suing the Center for Medical Progress. Can you just take me through as much as you can? I know there's some things that probably can't be talked about. What, what sparked that? What is their grievance? Mm-hmm. Sure. So, um, well... <laughs> I can tell you right from the start, their grievances that they got caught, <laughs> the yeah. same way as Planned Parenthood. Um, but interestingly, NAF um, has chosen to go down the lawsuit route, um, which Planned Parenthood has not, because frankly, Planned Parenthood is a little more sophisticated than the National Abortion Federation, and Planned Parenthood knows that they have far too much to lose by engaging with me in a lawsuit um, and by letting the, all, any of these issues of Baby parts trafficking, partial birth abortions, the knowledge and support for that kind of activity at the top levels of the abortion industry. Planned Parenthood knows that they have way too much to lose by bringing all those issues out into a courtroom. Um, the National Abortion Federation has not been so intelligent about that. And so they've decided to basically bring this massive, um, very uh, sensorial, kind of Orwellian um, federal lawsuit against myself and CMP um, trying to basically put a gab order on us before we even release any information or any videos that were obtained um, at the annual meetings of the National Abortion Federation. So just to back up, the National Abortion Federation, or NAF, NAF, as we sometimes call them, um, is the major trade group of abortion providers in the United States. Um, so what, about David, 50% Planned Parenthood. And, yeah. What does, that, what does that mean to be a major trade group? For sure. Abortion. Well, I mean, really, they're the only trade group. <laughs> so they are you know, the same as there are, you know, professional associations of dentists or um, or uh, uh, you know, architects, um, physicians, chiropractors, just different professional groups. Right. There is also there is a professional association of abortion doctors that is called the National Abortion Federation. Okay. And so most of the abortion providers in the United States are, are members of NAF. They're either individual provider members, like individual doctors, or they're institutional members, like Planned Parenthood. And so Planned Parenthood probably makes up about 50% of NAF. Um, and NAF basically, you know, they provide just like member services to their members. So, you know, right. like training on, you know, hot and exciting methods of abortion, um, 
support services for like group purchasing programs. So all of the abortion clinics can band together and have bargaining power to buy cheaper cannulae to do the suction abortions, to buy cheaper forceps. Um, and they have they have annual meetings. They have annual basically abortion trade show meetings um, once a month or sorry once a year. And uh, and those uh, those have been the national annual meeting of the National Abortion Federation, and they have exhibitors who are there basically exhibiting services that might appeal to abortion doctors. They have sessions about you know just various various topics related to abortion practice within the United States. And um, some of the you know some of the most most critical and kind of pivotal information um, from an investigative journalism perspective that has impacted the abortion debate in our country um, has actually come out of of mass meetings. The uh, the the whole concept of partial birth abortion was first revealed to the country um, in 1992 because a study. Um, that was first describing the, the development of the partial birth abortion method was published at a NAF meeting in 1992, and that paper was leaked to the public, and that's how we found out about partial birth abortion in the early 1990s. Um, so NAF is basically the, the vanguard of the abortion industry. They're about 50% Planned Parenthood. About half of their board members are Planned Parenthood officers or doctors of some kind. Um, and uh, so my investigative team at CMP, we attended two different NAF meetings undercover in 2014 and 2015. Um, as exhibitors, essentially, we had a front um, organ, we had a, a test company um, called uh, called Biomax Procurement Services. That was how most of the investigation was done. Our investigators would pose as um, would pose as uh, as uh, representatives of a of an of a fetal tissue procurement company, and um, and we were actually invited in in uh, late 2013. We were invited by NAF staff members to come and exhibit at their meeting because that's how excited they were and how interested they were in the whole idea that somebody was going to pay their abortion clinics for baby parts. Um, so needless wow. to say, NAF is uh, terrified of the information that might come out based on um, you know, based on what what was said and what happened at their annual meetings, and so they're pulling out you know, basically all the stops to try to to try to silence that. Wow. So it's the videos they want to stop, then, right? I mean, they want to stop additional video footage that would feature their organization. Not not just video footage. They want to stop. They want to, they want to prevent the release of any uh, recordings from their meetings. They want to present the release of any information whatsoever about what happens at their meetings or what their members are involved in. And they even want to uh, force me to take down the, um, the 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 very first video that we released of Dr. Deborah Nicotola, the senior director of, of medical services at Planned Parenthood. Um, their reasoning is essentially that anyone who has ever had any kind of connection to the National Abortion Federation at any time, like once a NAF member, always a NAF member, we're all in this secret abortion pack together, and they're, you know, and, and as their representatives, we're going to force you to take down anything you've ever published about them. <laughs> wow. And you can see that in there. You know, most recently, NAF has filed um, has filed a motion to get a preliminary injunction against myself and CMP from further, you know, speaking or publishing anything about their meetings. And including included in that preliminary injunction request, NAP actually has as their fourth or fifth item that they're requesting that um, any any videos um, 
any any videos of uh, of people who we met at NAP meetings be removed from the internet as well, which would include some of the you know the videos that have been you know foundational to the abortion discourse over the past several months here. Let me so it's an incredibly broad reaching, incredibly anti First Amendment, incredibly anti free speech Orwellian lawsuit. The, now their argument, I'm assuming, is that is that they believe this was that you guys lied to go in, and so that is what di- would disqualify all of that content. How do you respond to you know? I'm assuming yeah, that's their argument. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a very good argument because obviously, you know, in, in a certain sense, yeah. You know, did we, you know, lie? Well, you know, as investigative journalists, we, you know, we didn't, we, we, we didn't say we were investigative journalists, but, um, but that's not a legal cause of action. <laughs> you know? Right, right. In fact, doing investigative journalism is something that's protected under the First Amendment. Well, one um, ultimately, quick... what what NAF's argument is is really based around is they've sort of back ended all of these highly questionable and suspect claims of like fraud and deception and oh you were mean to us into a, into a, a federal RICO um, claim which is um, which is which is kind of prima facie ridiculous because you know as investigative journalists we're going there to get facts to get information to get evidence we're not going there to get um, to get any kind of monetary value any kind of financial gain um, so it's a little ridiculous to try and bring it under under RICO. Um, but uh, but that that is the that is the NAP lawsuit. So it's it's rather tenuous, and frankly, you know that, that that's starting to become more evident as it goes on. This hasn't really been covered, but in their most recent filings, their original filings, they had like 11 different causes of action, 11 different claims against myself and CMP for their current preliminary injunction motion. They're only relying on two of those claims um, that they could just as easily deal with in state court as in federal court. So. It's uh, it's really it's a it's a very top heavy endeavor <laughs> that they're engaging in right now. Um, let's just I was going to ask you one last question about this. I know there was this back and forth on Friday, the the Supreme Court, you know, not uh, not granting an exemption. Mm-hmm. I guess they want they want a list of of your supporters, the contacts and information on your supporters. Um, is that something you will then have to release now that you're you mm-hmm. don't have protection against doing so? Sure. So, so the situation of the Supreme Court um, is—it's is, a little bit of a, of a side issue compared, compared to the main lawsuit, but it does um, have a lot of First Amendment implications that tie in directly to the meat of the lawsuit. And so, what was going on is that there are ten individuals who were who were big supporters of of the project and the CMP early on, who did receive some information relating to the National Abortion Federation and what happened at the NAP meeting during the course of the investigation. And so the National Abortion Federation believes that that information is, you know, highly confidential and, you know, all, all, you know however they designate it. And, um, and so they, they want to know exactly who received that. And so they're, they wanted the, you know, the names and identities of those 10 or so individuals. Um, which is a really fraught, um, you know, that, that issue has a lot of First Amendment implications because some of those individuals are donors, some of them, um, you know, are just are supporters or advisors. And that's, you know, once you shade into that area, that, you know, we're starting to talk about really important First Amendment associational privacy issues, um, free, you know, freedom of speech issues for those individuals and, and others who might be similarly situated. Um, and so that's a really, that's really kind of a really fraught area that NAF is straying into. Um, currently, all of that information is going to be under a very, a very uh, severe attorney eyes only protective order anyway. Um, so it's not, it, it, you know, it, it, it's not public yet. 
but um, but certainly in terms of the First Amendment issues that could potentially become implicated there, that that is going to tie in very directly to the rest of the of the lawsuit. So. So that's kind Dave, of the situation. Right? Now, now, David, let me ask. There's there's this injunction against you guys putting out, apparently. Now, if you can't talk about it, I, again, we understand. Against you guys putting out a, a couple of videos that maybe are remaining. or, or How do they know what's in them in order to get those stopped? Sure. Well, so that, I mean, that's, that was part, that's part of the... Um, so what you're referring to, first of all, is there's a, there's a temporary restraining order right now that they initially got from the from the San Francisco Federal Court. They're seeking a preliminary injunction now, which is kind of an extension of that or sort of a, a broadening of that. Um, and, uh, and and you're right. I mean, that's the funny thing is NAF, NAF doesn't really fully know what you know what's in all the tapes anyway. Um, and uh, and they really have no you know, they they have yet to make an argument that even even that. The, uh, the information just kind of reporting on the events of the, of the conference that I described to you just now that went to those 10 different people. NASA um, still even has yet to make an argument as to why any of that information is actually confidential um, or is actually, you know, secret or proprietary or anything like that. Um, and, uh, and ultimately, I think the reason that they haven't is that they can't. Um, for a couple of reasons. I mean, number one, a lot of this is, you know, at the end of the day, we're talking about a trade show of doctors on some level, right? I mean, regardless of what we think of the practice of abortion, you know, they're, they're, they're doctors, they're in the, in the medical profession, and they're interacting with the public, they're treating the public, they're practicing medicine on the public. Um, so <laughs> so their, you know, their practices, their studies, their um their their developments all of that is highly relevant you know medical information to the public that's not stuff that you you know that that you normally keep secret um and also um uh the the uh the, you know frankly the information that you know that cmp has you know that we gathered over two and a half years the whole purpose of our investigative journalism study was to really clearly document and illustrate the way that Planned Parenthood and their allies like STEM Express, Advanced Bioscience Resources, Da Vinci Biologics, the National Abortion Federation, all of these players in this, in this bloody web of merchandise flesh that is baby body parts trafficking, they're all engaged in this knowing conspiracy to break the law on fetal tissue, fetal tissue trafficking, to break the law on partial birth abortion, to break the law on born alive infants. And that's the kind of evidence that we, that we went in to gather for, the, you know, for, for this, the entire duration of this project. Um, and that's information that can, you know, evidence, evidence of a crime is, you know, is never something that should be concealed from the public. Right. Now, now so, let, let me ask, I'm, I'm, I'm no lawyer. In fact, I'm not even halfway intelligent, but it seems to me that... Agreed. <laughs> so Billy's a big help. Uh, but it seems to me that uh, if, if these videos contained evidence of criminal wrongdoing, if they did, and nobody's saying, I'm, we're not saying that they do... But if they did, wouldn't there be some sort of whistleblower protections also besides your First Amendment journalism rights? Don't we have whistleblower protections for things like that? Or, or am I screwing? Mm -hmm. There are there are many such protections. And, and we're, you know, we're part, part of what's um, part of what's special about the place where the where this lawsuit is finally at this point right now, this this month. Um, with the, the the main filings that that CMP most recently made is our opposition to the NAP preliminary injunction motion, and this is really the first time that we've actually gotten to lay out our full position in court like that, um, and lay out all of those arguments on paper. 
So, um, so yes, there are many protections. There are many reasons why the NAP lawsuit is Orwellian, is sensorial, is ridiculous, is frivolous, and should be dismissed. Um, and so, uh, and so, we're, you know, there's going to be a big hearing in San Francisco on that in a couple of weeks. And um, so that's yes, all, all all these arguments are are starting to finally come to a head. Let me ask you this, and let's just transition a little bit. Um, <clears throat> the shooting, you know, the Robert Deere shoot, alleged Robert Deere um, shooting. You know, we have to be careful in how we how we word those things. But he's the prime suspect. Well, we're pretty in the sure shoot. it was Robert. Right. Deere. <laughs> I know, but you know, it's always funny how you have to in in media. Yeah, you know, crazy say, man from Colorado. Right, right, right. He hasn't he hasn't <laughs> necess- he hasn't been charged yet. Um, but you know what happened in Colorado? You guys put out a very brief release after. Um, and, you know, just a couple of sentences, obviously condemning the shooting. A lot of people insinuating um, that somehow the videos were in some way related to this shooting may have helped cause the shooting. How do you respond to some of the things you've seen? Because I know you've been pretty quiet about this since it happened. Um, in fact, I haven't seen you comment on it outside of that release since it happened. What's your reaction to those comments from critics? Well, you know, what happened in Colorado is a, is a tragedy. Um, and I think it's important when something like that happens um, for it not to be immediately politicized, to allow people to grieve, um, and to show a lot of respect for the victims. Um, and so, you know, frankly, that's 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 a lot of what you know what I've wanted to do the past couple of weeks is to you know to make sure that you know <laughs> that I'm not allowing a, a, a really um, important and tragic news story to just become something about me that's frankly completely. Unrelated. This should be about the victims and their lives, and and you know what brave people like Officer Swayze gave up. Not not about trying to graft a, a national political debate onto something that was just a tragedy. Um, but uh, but in terms of in terms of some of the criticism, or in terms of some of you know some of the other uh, things that are being maybe implied or insinuated. Um, really, I haven't heard that from a lot of people. I've heard it very specifically from Planned Parenthood and from Planned Parenthood supporters in the mainstream media, and that's pretty much the only source of it. Before the blood was even dry, Planned Parenthood started politicizing the tragedy in Colorado, and Planned Parenthood started trying to use that as a way to to essentially blood libel the entire pro-life movement um, and basically redefine free speech as hate speech and try and define um, terms that their own doctors use to describe the work that they do, dismember, body parts, baby, trying to define them essentially as, as hate speech when we're talking about abortion, because that's the only way that Planned Parenthood can win the national discourse on abortion, is if they essentially ban our free speech and ban honest language about abortion. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's there's been a lot of discussion about that of of trying to attach. I mean, you know, and and I'm not gonna. I, there's many things I want to say about it, but I'm not gonna go there. But I think you know the fact that you guys you know sort of waited and didn't comment on it. It is interesting. Um, there were a lot of comments coming from the from the other side of the debate, particularly among among the supporters. Um, if you could, if you had Cecile Richards in a room where you could just sit across the table and talk to her about all of this, what what would you say to her? You know, that's a really interesting question. I think that's that's one of the interesting questions I've gotten. So, you know, I think that um, I think that Cecile Richards and I probably would have a lot to, uh, you know, and actually just before I have met Cecile Richards before and I have spoken with her briefly. Um, there's about 30 seconds of that video clip at the end of the uh, of the very first video with Stephanie Catola that we put out in, in July. 
so I, I, you know, I met Phil Richards at the Planned Parenthood National Meeting back in uh, in March, and interestingly, she was. Um, this was a Planned Parenthood National Meeting. They have it every year in Washington D.C. Um, we were my, myself and other investigators were attending as, as exhibitors for a purported fetal tissue procurement company. And the evening that I met her, there were all kinds of, um, there was like five different Planned Parenthood receptions going on. There was like a main reception in the exhibit hall for mainstream Planned Parenthood supporters. There was like a Latina caucus reception. There was a reception for like FBIU workers or something. And then there was a special reception for the abortion providers being put on by the Consortium of Abortion Providers or CAPS, C-A-P-S, which is, which is a, uh, basically a, a committee within the Planned Parenthood National Office that sets the abortion policy for, for the entire Federation nationwide. And of all of these different receptions that Cecil Richards could have gone to that evening, um, right before you know, the big national gala for Planned Parenthood, of all the different five or so receptions she could have gone to, the one that she chose to go to was the reception of the abortion providers. So to me, that, that said a lot about basically where, where the power really is behind the throne of being Planned Parenthood, that that's where she chose to go that evening. Yeah. Um, but in terms of what I would say to her, I think that, um, you know, I, I, I think, I, you know, I would really have a lot of questions. Um, I, I think my biggest question for her is I, I would be really curious to know if she really um, engages with the abortion practice of, of her Planned Parenthood, and you could see, seeing how she was with them at the at the CAPS reception. I would be really curious to know if she really engages with the abortion practice of her providers, if she really sees abortion the way that they have to see it, the way that they have to deal with the blood and the body parts and the killing and the dismembering. Um, abortion providers, Planned Parenthood providers, I and mean, they've even written about this and been pretty open about this, that they have to deal with that day in and day out, and it's very difficult for them. Um, the toll that that takes on their consciences and on their psyches is, is very great. Um, and, but the, but the, the, the people in the political world, the people who are in the kind of executive corporate world, um, they have the luxury of not having to deal with all of that. They can just treat abortion like a, you know, like any other political issue, like any other service, and they don't have to deal with, they don't have to carry that burden of suffering with them the way that the doctors do. Yeah. And so I would be really curious to, to hear from Cecil Richards exactly, you know, if, if she even, you know, if she relates to that struggle, if she relates to the providers on that level, or kind of where, where that dividing line is within the insides of Planned Parenthood. Wow. Well, so you've been really generous with your time. I gotta, I gotta ask a question here, and and it, you know, again, as always with this discussion, answer what you can answer. Um, are do we have more videos coming? Are there things that do our people need to be on the lookout for more stuff from you guys in the in the coming days or weeks? Uh, is there something that you know you can give us a heads up on, or what's going on with you guys right now? Definitely, definitely, there are definitely more videos coming down the pike. Um, so, and, and more, more other kinds of content as well. So definitely stay tuned. There will be more from the Center for Medical Progress. Um, we do have a, we have a new shorter, uh, URL too. We now have cmp.org in addition to centerformedicalprogress.org. All right. And there's a way if so, people want to be there first. And if yeah. people want to donate to you, there's a way to do that on the website. There is. Yeah. All right. Great. Well, thank you very much, David, for coming on. Yeah. I appreciate your time. Thank you guys for having right. me on.
church born.